Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're having a wonderful day, week, month, year, whenever you're listening to this. I hope that you're doing well. And Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening as always. I decided that this week is going to be a very casual conversational episode. I have been finding just looking at the numbers that you are really resonating with conversations surrounding manifestation and shifting into expansive thinking. And I've also received a lot of feedback from you via Instagram DMs and other forms of communication that those episodes are really resonating as well. This is a topic that I truly, truly love to discuss, mainly because, first of all, I think it's fun and I think it's exciting to think creatively about our lives and be able to imagine different outcomes for ourselves beyond what we've already experienced or what we've witnessed other people experience in our lives. And I also just think it can be a really empowering conversation to discuss how we can shift out of some of the patterning that we may have been stuck in that keep us in a place of self-doubt or self-sabotage and to really empower ourselves to be able to move through those patterns and imagine different outcomes for ourselves. And so today I really want to share a couple of my personal stories because I think that there's a great deal of expansiveness that can come from hearing someone else's story, especially when you relate to it in different ways to be able to imagine yourself in that position and that's something that I always do especially in relation to areas of life where I don't necessarily have examples within my own personal circle of folks who have you know experienced what I'm hoping to experience or call in and so the beauty of the internet one of the good things about the internet and podcasts and different forms of media that we can consume is that we can listen to people's stories and I think on one hand we can feel perhaps badly about ourselves or alienated when we feel so behind for example or so off track when comparing to somebody else's life but another way of looking at it is to allow their story to expand us and to allow ourselves to think of what's possible for us. And if you haven't listened to the episode on limited versus expansive thinking, I would say that's a really good place to start in relation to this conversation surrounding manifestation and some of the patterns that we can fall into when we're so used to thinking in such a limited way about ourselves and the world. I'm going to talk a little bit about the trial and error that I've gone through with my own personal manifestation practice, some of the things that have worked, some of the things that have not resonated so much, 
And another thing that I want to mention is the reason that I say this is a practice is because that's really how I look at it. I think sometimes when we hear some of the messaging surrounding manifestation, it can come across, at least to me, as though it's a simple, you know, put this out into the world and it kind of materializes in such a way as long as we're thinking positively. And the reason I look at it more as a practice is because I think it's an ongoing, evolving thing in that what you're wanting to call in and what you're seeking and that vision that you have for yourself is something that can evolve and shift as you, you know, you yourself evolve and shift and what you may have wanted may no longer resonate or you might have some sort of insight that that was coming from more of a place of ego or needing to fulfill the needs and expectations of others and I think a lot of the times we do manifest from that place whether that's consciously or unconsciously and so we'll talk a little bit about that and then also it's really a healing journey as well in the way that we're able to peel back the layers of our survival personality get in touch with our authentic self and then be able to manifest more from that place and the joy and the meaning and the fulfillment that that brings to us and then the third kind of component which all plays into how i view my own personal practice it's basically how we put into action whatever it is that we're trying to manifest and a lot of the time we use this term of aligned action so meaning coming from a place of authenticity and not still operating from that place of survival personality and what I mean by that is these patterns and habits ways of thinking ways of being that are at one point were developed to help us to survive to seek the approval and the love and the acceptance of others so there's there are these kind of adaptive behaviors and this adaptive personality that at one point helped us to fit in helped us to receive love from our caretakers helped us to receive the approval of perhaps our teachers or our society at large but really on an authentic level don't resonate anymore and you know, peeling back those layers. And that's kind of what I view aligned action is we kind of have the option when we're presented with certain opportunities to fall back into that perhaps people-pleasing, self-doubt, or anything that we connect with our survival personality. Or on the other hand, we take that action that is aligned to our core values and what's most important and meaningful to us. And yeah, that's kind of how my process works and how I relate to the practice of manifestation. And then of course, the other piece that I'm really growing into learning about, which has been an interesting thing because I think maybe I have some sort of resistance to the idea of God or a higher power or universal intelligence. I was raised Catholic and I never really connected with that faith, but I've always kind of sensed and felt and believed within myself that there was this higher power that was guiding me and supporting me and, you know, I would pray a lot when I was younger, not necessarily to God, but just to something bigger. And that's something that I've continued to do and that gives me a lot of comfort and it invites in a higher intelligence beyond what we're able to imagine for ourselves so when we have this moment of i could never picture myself receiving x or having x opportunity or living in this way 
we can lean into this support system, whether that's however we want to identify with that, of openness and expansiveness, of recognizing that there's so much more out there than what we are able to perceive, and allowing that to kind of creatively engage with our life, if that makes sense. So it's this co-creation process where we can recognize that we're not alone and that we can lean into that source And yeah, that's an ongoing and evolving relationship for me, but something that has brought me, excuse me, a lot of comfort and a lot of a feeling of support as I've navigated my own personal process. Before we get into that conversation, I want to talk through some personal updates. It's been a while since I've really given any sort of update about what's going on in my life and my business and where I'm at. And yeah, I have a couple of mini manifestation stories, a couple of... I guess tricky things that I'm navigating and I really want to share everything as we go through this process together. So first of all, I'll tell you about the many manifestations and some things that have really been coming together and a couple of lessons that I've learned in the last little while. So I came across this individual on TikTok. I'll leave their TikTok handle below. And basically he was talking about how oftentimes when we're manifesting, we're focusing on the how and not the what. So if you think about this in terms of a road trip, a road trip is always something that really resonates with me when I visualize the process of manifestation and the journey of life, if you will. And essentially, it's it's this idea that we want to have a lot of clarity with respect to our final destination or the destination that we want to reach. And a lot of times, rather than focusing on that, we focus on how we're going to get there without having any real clarity of what it is that we want to achieve or what the outcome is that we desire. And a big one, I would say one of the most common ones that we focus on is money. And this definitely resonates with me because over the last year or so in relation to my career, I felt so incredibly fulfilled with the path that I'm on and the freedom and the joy and the creativity that I'm expressing. However, I've mentioned a few times that I'm not quite at the point where financially it's able to fully support me. And so my focus for a long time has been on the money. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but this video helps me to realize that the money is a tool. It's the how. It's not the outcome that I want in and of itself because in and of itself, it doesn't really mean a lot. There's an emptiness to it. And so his suggestion was to focus on what that's going to offer you, what that's going to look like, the lifestyle factor, and really visualizing and, you know, holding that vision for yourself and focusing on having clarity around how that would feel and then trying to embody that as much as we possibly can in the present moment and also feeling gratitude for any glimpse of that lifestyle right now. So the reason I'm telling this story is because, well, two things. First of all, I really sat with this and I went back to the drawing board. I am a big fan of vision boarding and maybe that's not everyone's favorite medium, but for me, it brings me a lot of joy and I love expressing my creativity through that. I almost think of it as like Sims, if you ever played that as a kid, you know, getting to design your house and put all the furniture in it and just be really creative and imaginative with how you design the life within that game and I loved that game growing up I think there are so many of us who did and I really 
get a lot of joy out of doing that within my own life and imagining and visualizing and creating what it is that I want to experience in this life. And so I went back and reconnected with my manifestation, what it is that I'm looking for. And I realized I'd been really focusing on the financial piece, but I've mentioned before that even with my social media platforms, when I had focused so much on the number of followers, the number of likes, the number of views, once again, there was an emptiness to it. And I often found that I was measuring my self-worth based on that rather than showing up and expressing my authenticity and connecting with people in the community and having conversations and uplifting others i was focusing on tailoring myself in such a way that would garner likes and shares and all the rest so i kind of went through the same experience with you know the financial piece and kind of recognizing that that in and of itself is not my goal my goal is a certain lifestyle that that would afford me and the ability to continue on my path and my mission to uplift and support others to creatively express myself and to do so from a place of being well resourced and having balance within my own nervous system so i went through that process of kind of recalibrating and just getting back in touch with my own vision and getting some clarity around that. And then the next day I was on TikTok and I saw the same individual who made the video and he was doing a live. So I went onto his live and, you know, I was just listening for a bit and taking everything in. And then, you know, people were asking, when are you going to get a website? When are you going to get, when are you going to write a book? And all these questions. And he kind of said on the live that he was overwhelmed he has a full-time job he doesn't have time to do that so immediately a spark went off in my mind and I thought well I can help him first of all I really resonate with his mission and what he stands for and I really think that using my skill set from digital marketing and the experience that I've had helping set up different funnels for clients and helping to automate everything that I thought I could really provide a lot of value to him and help him grow and do so for someone that I really identified with. Now going back to the survival personality and the protective mechanisms that often creep in when we have this kind of spark of inspiration, my initial thinking was, well, what's the point of saying anything? What's the point of messaging him? He's probably going to say no. I don't really want to have that experience of rejection. So I started to notice these thoughts come up and I just thought, Let's just see what happens. Let's allow ourselves to experience this and I can deal with rejection. I've dealt with it before. At least I will have put myself out there and tried and be open to what can happen. So I sent him a DM on Instagram and, you know, I kind of laid out what I could do for him and how I resonated with him. And it was so interesting because it was an immediate yes. And everything kind of just unfolded really effortlessly we got on a call we talked about you know what he was looking for how i could help him how i could support him i told him about my background and my skill set and you know i put together some plans he really resonated with them and so now we've started to work together and this was a really cool little manifestation story and the other piece of it is i had mentioned on my tiktok last week that Something I've struggled with in the past when it comes to freelancing or really any job is 
charging what I feel my worth is and negotiating salary and I've often kind of just allowed myself to go lower than what I feel comfortable with. In this case, I was you know, going into it, really feeling confident in the value I had to offer. And there was no question in relation to that. And that was just a really nice experience to have. And so I wanted to share that little mini manifestation story. And then on the other hand, I've mentioned a few times in the last few episodes that one of the things that I've been working on has been monetizing my social media a little bit more and feeling worthy of doing so given all of the effort and energy and attention and care I put into it. And one of the ways that I've been going about doing that has been through brand partnerships. And that's been a really interesting experience and it's very connected to that self-worth. And like I said, whether or not this specifically applies to you in relation to brand partnerships. I think this same experience could be applied to many different situations. And it's just been such an interesting process because I will say that I think because the world of content creation and influencing is a relatively new space, there are a lot of folks, including myself, who aren't necessarily fully educated on what you should be charging and what you should be asking for and the contracts that you should be building in and the terms. And I have felt in the last little while that I've been kind of tested in this in this realm to see whether I would settle for something that I felt was really, really kind of unfair. And, you know, I know that the traditional the traditional image of, you know, influencing online can be that you do have the potential of making a lot of money through doing it. However, I will tell a slightly different story about the amount of effort that goes into establishing some of those partnerships and the number of partnerships that really don't seem to value you as a creator in the full capacity that I believe they should because it's becoming more and more obvious that this is a huge asset to have a platform and the amount of effort and intention that goes into it. And so I've just found it really surprising that over the last few weeks, I received a couple of inquiries and, you know, this isn't exclusive to the last few weeks. I've had this for a while, but just with the growth of my platform, I've been surprised to continuously receive outreach from brands who want to work with me but I have zero relationship with them so it comes out of the blue and they want to work with me for free and there's nothing offered in exchange it's one thing if something is gifted and I think that's really amazing and I'm really excited about those opportunities especially when I was going to buy the product anyways but I just find it so interesting that it's acceptable in this domain to ask someone to provide value and to provide a service for you without offering anything in return. And I won't go into any detail about which brands have been doing this. You know, I would never want to do that, throw anyone under the bus, but these aren't brands that have small followings. These are big, massive brands that have been reaching out to me and asking me to provide service for free. And I've been connecting with a few other creators, some much larger than me, who are also experiencing that. And, you know, as I said, I think this experience could be applied to so many different domains and niches, even in a regular kind of traditional career when especially I would say as a woman, we're made to feel guilty for asking for what we feel we're worth. It's just a lesson to check in with your intuition and, you know, 
be aware of when you might be taking it being taken advantage of and when you don't feel like there's a fair exchange and you don't feel like there's any effort to make it fair for you. I just think it's important to have these conversations and continue to open up about them, especially because they're kind of awkward to have to talk about things like money and compensation. But I do think they're important in relation to being able to feel fairly compensated and to be well-resourced in what you do. So anyways, I just wanted to provide that update. I will keep you posted on how everything evolves. And like I said earlier, this doesn't go for every brand that has ever reached out to me or that I've reached out to. I've had some really great partnerships and some in the works that I'm really excited about that I can tell really care and value my platform and my creative expression. So that's really fun and exciting too. Okay, with those updates aside, let's get into the heart of today's episode. As promised, I wanted to share a couple of personal stories about manifestation and hopefully expand you in the process. And, you know, as I said, I'll kind of walk you through my process and how that's all unfolded. So my manifestation journey, I would say, started maybe five or six years ago, I already had my own kind of practice before learning about manifestation. I just didn't really have the tools or the language to articulate what it is that I was doing. But I've mentioned before that I've journaled since I was young. I have journals going back to when I think I was five or six, which is really beautiful to be able to go back and read and experience. And I was always very imaginative and creative in relation to my future. And, you know, I, when I was little, I would journal the names of the babies that I was going to have in the future and the husband and the house and all these funny things. And I've continued that into my adult life in different ways. But I would say within the last five years, as I've started to learn more about it, I've begun to create a little bit more structure and intention behind the practice and it's evolved so much. I think I started off with the kind of Abraham Hicks, very positive thinking, almost kind of bypassing any negativity Um, and you know, if you resonate with Abraham Hicks, no shade to you. It's just, you know, I kind of didn't necessarily find that that was the be-all and end-all for me and then you know reading several different books and kind of just getting familiar with different strategies and techniques and seeing what landed what didn't and so I would say that the first way that I started to experiment with manifestation was actually in my move to Vancouver when I was in the position of working in a corporate job and experiencing really poor mental health and anxiety and being unhappy at the time I was living in Ottawa and I had always felt this pull to the west coast don't really have any real reason why I always get asked that question I just wanted to try living there and it seemed like a really cool lifestyle and being so close to the mountain and the ocean was something that I hadn't really experienced growing up And so that was the first thing that I started to really imagine myself doing. So I would journal, I would write out, you know, what type of job I wanted to have, what type of house I wanted to live in. And interestingly enough, at the time I was single. So my plan was to move out by myself and find some roommates and I wanted to work in a completely different job from what I was doing then. I wanted to do something more involved in perhaps health and wellness or in the outdoor industry. And 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This one was really interesting because what I will say is I didn't, it didn't materialize in the way that I thought it would, in the cadence that I thought it would, and in the, you know, time frame that I thought it would. But one of my most, one of my first and most important lessons that I learned about manifestation through this experience of wanting to move out west was that opening up to the possibility that it could be better than what you expected and that there is an intelligence that can, you know, make everything happen not in the exact time that you might be expecting. Again, going back to that how factor, I've learned since then not to put pressure on the timing of it and the way that it looks and the exact details, but just really focus on the end goal. So, you know, I ended up it ended up not really working out at first. Nothing was really materializing. Nothing was really coming together. I would message people for living situations, for job situations, and I just wasn't hearing back. So ultimately just feeling kind of stagnant in relation to that. So I ended up, you know, I held on to that vision. I kind of let it take a back seat, but I sort of just allowed myself to continue on. And in the back of my mind, always have that goal there and know that at some point if it was meant to be that it would happen so 
this ties into a time of my life where I would say I was very, I was going through a lot of transformation and honestly I was manifesting a lot at one time and I was just going through major shifts, you know, making big decisions, making scary decisions, taking risks. And that's when I started to really feel the wheels turning in relation to these goals of mine and these dreams of mine. And so I'll get into how that materialized in a minute. But the other thing that I want to talk about, and this tends to be kind of a tricky situation when we talk about manifesting a partner. Um, because there is this element of, I didn't obviously manifest this person. They were already a full person before. I think it was the connection and the type of relationship and the way that I wanted to feel that I was able to really focus on and then call in that experience. So leading up to my current partner, who is the partner that I feel, I guess I manifested that connection with him. I had some really toxic patterns with relationships and I've talked about this before. I had very low self-esteem, low self-worth, and I would get into these relationships where I wouldn't communicate. We were doing this hot and cold, you know, playing games, not being honest with each other, you know, feeling very insecure in the relationship. And I've mentioned before that in certain relationships, I would just kind of resign myself to the idea that maybe this is as good as it's going to get. Maybe I'm not really ever going to find that person that I feel aligned to, connected to. And ultimately the biggest thing is that I can be 100% myself. But I kind of hit a rock bottom and a breaking point with a partner before my current partner where I was just not willing to accept that kind of treatment anymore. And it's not like it was necessarily an abusive situation or there was anything that I could pinpoint that was seriously wrong with the relationship but I just didn't feel valued and I didn't feel like this person even really wanted to be with me and I was so used to feeling that way and trying to make up for that and trying to make that person want me more and communicate with me and eventually I just reached a breaking point and I stood up for myself and I ended the relationship and when that conversation was happening this individual said, you know, maybe we can revisit in the future, da da and it was a no. I said, no, I'm not open to that. I am not willing to be treated this way or, you know, be involved in this type of dynamic. And although the relationship had been pretty much agony up until that point, when I had that conversation, it was upsetting that it ended, but it was so empowering. And it was the first time that I had spoken up for myself in that way. And recognize that I have a higher sense of self-worth than what I was experiencing in that relationship and after that point it was the first time in my life that I fully embraced being single and I realized that I needed to work on myself and my self-worth before I was able to be in a relationship um, again and during that time I did a lot of reflection I did a lot of you know focusing and healing my self-worth and just working on myself and focusing on myself and also during that time much like the move to Vancouver I was writing out all of the qualities and characteristics of a partner that I would want and how I would want to feel in that relationship and shared values that I would want to have and ways that I would want to communicate and basically everything that I possibly could 
to articulate the type of relationship that I wanted to be in and that I felt would bring me that sense of comfort and safety and partnership really. So where this story then goes is like I said we're starting to merge together these two manifestations. So after I quit my job in consulting and once again that that I feel was also another high self-worth decision and a similar decision to the one of walking away from the relationship and those two decisions happen very close together. So it's kind of in this place of starting fresh, feeling confident about myself and so I went and worked at a summer camp and my patterning in relation to manifestation and the 2B magnetic community talks about this a lot is I tend to get tested with things that I would typically go for in the past so interestingly enough when it comes to relationships I did have an experience where I was presented with this relationship that was very similar to ones that I had in the past. I had this voice in the back of my head immediately when this started to form that this was not right and this was not for me and I won't lie, I still went for it even knowing that and I think part of it with these tests that we receive and this kind of tests from the universe if you will is it doesn't necessarily mean that we always say no and that that is the only possibility that's going to get us to what we want. We can still go through it and learn the lesson and I definitely did and then after that I had another round of okay never again you know just another level of kind of raising my self-worth and not being willing to settle anymore and you know, although you could look at this experience and this test and say that was a failure, I was able to cultivate a much stronger connection with my intuition and this sense of inner knowing when something is not aligned. And, you know, the way that I learned about that was through actually doing it. Um, and part of that is, I think, the way that I am. I need to do things in order to understand that they're wrong for me. Now, another part of the story is that throughout this whole experience with this individual who we were not a match and it was just another one of those kind of experiences where I ended up realizing that I needed to focus on my self-worth, there was this other person in my life and they were a friend, but I knew that they were interested in me beyond friendship. And I would say that I was also interested, but I, it was like I rejected the idea of someone treating me well and someone being forthright with the fact that they were interested in me so when he was you know from the very beginning honest about liking me you know making an effort wanting to hang out and all this stuff it was almost like when I was presented with a higher self-worth opportunity it's almost like I rejected it so we just remained friends and then you know this whole situation unfolded with this person where it kind of ended really badly and I was still friends with this other person and you know we started to become closer as friends and I started to open up a little bit more to not only our friendship but potentially something more and it was really interesting because the fact that we started off as friends I think was a really good way to start because I wasn't trying to 
form a relationship with him and so I was completely being myself I wasn't putting on any type of show and it was very easy and natural and fluid and I felt really comfortable and so interestingly enough I knew he was interested and eventually I started to open myself up to the possibility that there could be something more there and like I said I was having those feelings but it was like on a subconscious level I wasn't willing to accept that because it felt almost I don't want to say too easy but it was like I was almost addicted to the toxic dynamic that I was rejecting anything other than that so I started to open myself up to that possibility and then we kind of started to hang out as more than friends and you know not to go into all the detail about how our relationship formed but he's still the person that I'm with almost four years later and you know is the person that I feel I'm going to be with for the rest of my life and is just the absolute best partner I could have ever imagined for myself and the reason I'm telling this story is because when I ended up looking back a couple years into our relationship at the list that I had created for myself early on it was exactly who he is as a person and the way that I wanted to feel is exactly how I have felt and feel now and have felt throughout the entire course of our relationship. Now is when the story of wanting to move to Vancouver and my partner begin to intersect in a really amazing and beautiful way. And this is where this lesson of things materializing in a way that is way better than I could have ever imagined comes into play. So we kind of started our relationship. We weren't really sure where it was going to go because he is from England. I'm from Canada. He was going to travel to Australia. I was planning on going to Thailand. And I just more than anything had a real openness to where it could go and I didn't get in my head about oh well this couldn't work because we're going to be on opposite sides of the world blah 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 and what ended up happening is we decided to be exclusive we were going to do long distance we didn't have we had about a week of actually being exclusively together before we went long distance so it was a lot for me especially since I hadn't really ever been in that type of committed relationship before and then we traveled a bit together after we both did our own things and it just so happened that he wanted to move to Vancouver as well. That was his goal all along. He wanted to instruct skiing out west and so we decided to move out there together. Obviously there are so many things that happened in between and conversations that happened and it was definitely a process and you know not necessarily a linear one and in terms of a time frame it did not happen in the time frame that I thought it would I think between the time that I wrote down that I wanted to move here and I actually did it was well over a year but coming back to what I spoke about at the beginning of the episode this kind of brings into play all of these factors that I had mentioned the first being having that clarity of vision having that end goal in sight and kind of holding on to it despite numerous challenges and setbacks along the way. The second is working through that healing process and navigating numerous challenges and self-doubt and setbacks and tests and oftentimes quote-unquote failing them and the end result still being the same because I held on to that vision for myself. And another big one obviously is 
detachment. This is something that I've spoken about many times that I'm constantly working on and practicing is this experience of being detached from the outcome and trusting that there is a course of events that will unfold that is outside of my control and the best that I can do is hold on to a positive outcome for myself and just continue to work towards and visualize that for myself. So that story took a lot longer than I thought it would. Apologies, hopefully you found that interesting. I get asked that question all the time about, you know, how I moved out here, why I moved out here, questions about my relationship and all that stuff. So I just thought I would share that as well as the success story because what I will say is especially when it comes to relationships, I had a really hard time with it. I really for a long time could never have pictured myself in a healthy and supportive relationship. I kind of thought that that just wasn't possible for me and that I would always kind of feel this way of having to adjust myself to have a partner or not really feeling valued or prioritized by that person. So just thought I would share that experience to expand you if you are in that position or just to get to know me a little bit more. And of course, I could go on with so many different mini stories and, you know, mini manifestations, but the other big recent one that I want to share, and I'll try to make this a little bit more brief, is my experience of manifesting our current apartment. When we moved to Vancouver, we were kind of in a time crunch where we needed to find a place fast, and we ended up going with an apartment that was, you know, it was great. It was perfect for what we needed at the time but I've never really in my whole adult life of living away from home had a place that I really 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 loved and felt at home at and felt comfortable and felt like there was space and there was always this feeling of like not really enjoying where I lived and of course over the course of COVID this was really amplified. We had identified pretty early on that we wanted to find a different place. I would say about a year into living in that place, but I just had this sense of really not wanting to settle. The place that we were in was fine, and so I felt like we weren't in any real rush, but I really, really wanted the next place that we wanted to live in to be a place that we felt really comfortable in and had enough space for both of us and was really well aligned to the lifestyle that we wanted to live. Something that was really important to me was to be able to host family members who would come to visit and to have space for that and to have a private working space and all these different things that were really, really important to me and really connected to my core values and us as partners, our core values together. So we kind of went through this process together of writing out lists and those would kind of shift and evolve, but we kind of landed on a few really important factors for both of us. Like I said, knowing your patterns is so helpful when it comes to navigating this experience. And of course, one of my patterns is being able to settle for something that I don't really feel comfortable with, kind of these tests from the universe again. And so when we actually started to look for places, we came across so many places that were not quite what we wanted, close, but just there's this feeling within me on every single one of no, this isn't the one. And interestingly enough, my people-pleasing tendencies came in because there were several times that I almost felt like we should accept 
the place to live in because that person had gone through so much effort to show it to us and I would feel bad for letting them down. But I just kept feeling like I didn't want to navigate this experience in that way again. We must have been looking for almost a year for apartments and there were several points at which we almost went for certain places that I'm so glad we didn't. But what ended up happening was once again, I reached this point of feeling more anxiety about the whole process than joy. And so we kind of decided to let it go for a bit. I always kind of reached this point of, okay, I just need to relax a little bit, surrender, practice detachment, and maybe just take a step back because it was just producing more anxiety than it was joy, like I said. Just for context, the type of space that we were looking for, it seemed very impossible to be able to find in the area that we wanted. And we kept kind of broadening our criteria because we didn't think that it would be possible to find what we wanted in the area that we wanted to live in. And throughout this experience, once we actually kind of let it take a back burner and, you know, eased up a little bit, this apartment popped up and it was exactly what we were looking for at a lower price point than what we were currently paying and it was more space it was a heritage building which was something that we were really interested in it wasn't a big high-rise apartment it had two bedrooms it had a really cool aesthetic that we loved and yeah that's the one we ended up going with it was such an effortless experience in that we reached out to the landlord he said there was someone else who I think had signed the lease or was in the process of signing the lease but then he reached out to us a few days later and said that that person dropped out and then we were able to go view it and I think we signed it pretty quickly after that we were able to move in a few weeks before the end of the month which was really nice because it gave us enough time to kind of slowly move our stuff over and yeah I can't believe that it happened in that way because like I said I had never really experienced living in a place that I felt really really comfortable and it felt really yeah just like aligned to me and us. I have so many more stories that I could share but I think I'm going to leave it at that for today because those are the big ones in the last few years that have really been so meaningful and beautiful and have made me believe more in my own practice and in these things that I'm talking about with respect to clarity of vision and the healing work that occurs and then the aligned action. I love listening to people's stories about experiences that they've had and how everything has come together beautifully and I find that that really helps to renew my faith and uplift me. I do think that sometimes it can be triggering when I'm in that place of feeling like something is not possible for me at times hearing other people's success stories can feel triggering because it makes me feel you know that it it kind of perpetuates this belief that something is possible for someone else but not for me and when I find myself in that position I just have to come back and you know take a moment to look into why I feel that way and what's what wound that's pressing up against and so with that said I do hope that you found something uplifting or renewed 
your sense of faith by listening to this episode and I will say that I'm going to be putting out in the next couple of weeks, maybe month, I'm not going to necessarily attach a timeline to it. I'm going to be putting out a little quiz to help this process. If you are on the journey of trying to manifest something, perhaps you're just starting off or perhaps you have something big that you're trying to call in, I'm going to be putting out this little quiz about taking you through setting your vision, finding clarity, identifying some of the limiting belief patterns or other ways that you are feeling stuck and then working through taking aligned action. So I'm going to be putting that out in the coming weeks so keep an eye out for that. I will definitely be sharing that on social media once it's ready and yeah I'll leave it at that for today. I was going to do a Q&A. I did a Q&A on Instagram and I wanted to share my answers but I think I'll leave that for next week. And yeah, for now, I hope that you have a good rest of your week or weekend whenever you're listening to this. And I will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 